Good morning, and welcome to Wheeling the Pathways of Life, a production of 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, and WRRS Pittsfield, Berkshire Talking Chronicle, with your host, Brian Fitzpatrick, and co-host, Caitlin Fitzgerald. Wheeling the Pathways of Life is a snapshot of the day-to-day experiences of a disabled individual as they navigate the pathways of the world around us. We hope to shed light on and open your eyes to new perspectives on the lives of those with disabilities. Most of us have disabilities we must live with, but it is the way we deal with them that defines us. The opinions and beliefs expressed on this program are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the opinions and beliefs of this station. And now, Brian Fitzpatrick. Good morning, Brian. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day. Beautiful day, and then. Listen, today, folks, we have a very special guest today. I was able to do the interview last Wednesday on with Trisha Polybouvier. Um and we're gonna play that uh now when it's about twenty six minutes long and then we're gonna come back and uh talk about it at the end and I'll finish out the show. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. Trisha, welcome to the new, new, new format of uh, uh, Wheeling the Pathways of Life. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine, Brian. It's been a long time since I've been able to see you with everything going on with the pandemic, so I'm glad to reconnect. Yeah, we'll have to do this. I'll be back in the studio next time, but uh, <laughs> oh, uh, one of the reasons, one of the reasons why I look, one of the reasons why I came over to the Committee Television is so I could do things like this with I'm doing it virtually and I'm doing more with the radio station than I am that I was able to do over at uh, COVID uh, UCP. So this is exciting and uh, this is a very new thing. And uh, we're, we're, uh, we're going, we're doing very bigger and better things as we go. <laughs> so I believe that about you, Brian. I believe that about you. 
did you get my email on the questions that I was going to ask you? I did. Thank you for that heads up. That's very kind of you. Um, I always try to, try to accommodate. Mm -hmm. Um, what, what, uh, kind of, uh, changes if you had to go through, uh, both in your office and, um, uh, statewide as far as you're concerned as far as what, uh, the pandemic has done to you specifically. Yeah, so I would say the biggest change, the most obvious change, is that we are still, since, you know, March of 2020, um, we are doing our formal sessions remotely. So we do not travel into Boston. So, for example, we are recording this on a Wednesday. I'm in my home office. Um, usually on a Wednesday or a day of formal session, we have formal sessions starting in, in a half an hour, um, I would be in Boston, right? So I would have to get up early this morning, drive to Boston and be there. Or some, you know, I often went on Tuesdays and stayed overnight. And so we're still doing formal session remotely. And, and for our purposes, remotely means that we, there's 160 of us in the House of Representatives and we are on eight conference lines, um, uh, phone, phone lines, with a monitor for each one. The monitor's in chambers and the rest of us are at home um, because it's, you know, just, you know, we want to keep people separated yeah. and all that. So um, I have rarely gone to Boston over the last 18 months. Uh, I'm so pleased that I must be here for you. Commute's a lot better, Brian. The commute's a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course, there are some things lost, right? That we, yeah. you know, we don't have that um, interaction that plays a big role. Those informal interactions when you see people in the hallway or in chambers, that isn't happening. And there's, you know, there's definitely something lost there. Um, so we'll get back to it. We just have to figure out when is the right time. What is what have you noticed during the pandemic that we can we can do better as a state as far as what uh, the state has been able to do or not do that uh, you think we can do better? Well, I think that you know. So let's start with the obvious. What we were just talking about: remote work works. Um, and that um, is specific to open meeting law, for example. So when there, there are a lot of laws around public bodies meeting and whether uh, remote participation counts towards a quorum, quorum yeah. and it is only during these emergency rules that that is the case. So what does that mean specifically for my constituents? It means, you know, the people of Pittsfield, it means that um, the people of Pittsfield are often not represented on statewide boards and commissions because instead of, you know, going down the street or traveling, you know, traveling for half an hour to go to an hour and a half meeting, they have to take an entire day out of work in order to do that. And there's just not that many people who are able to do that. And so if we can continue with um, allowing for remote participation, I think we're going to see much uh more robust participation from across the state. 
what can I do for you as I'm willing to pass away the life as far as the uh, radio station and the TV station? Well, I think um, specific to the disability community, um, that is a commission that we rarely have people from the Berkshires as part of. And so, um, you know, those who are, you know, who are in the disability community and the people who love them advocating for um, uh, remote participation um, in boards and commissions would be a valuable, um, would be valuable in promoting and in, in getting this across the finish line. My, my biggest concern, of course, is transportation. Mm. And uh, what uh, have you been looking at as far as transportation through the pandemic or on that as far as remote uh, um, doctor's appointments and things like that? What have you been looking so, at? So the good news in the pandemic is telehealth is um, becoming more and more recognized as acceptable to do from both the consumer, the provider, and the insurers, right? Everyone's saying, hey, this is a good idea, whenever it's possible, right? Um, and, you know, interesting that it took a pandemic to, to yeah. bring it into the mainstream, right? Um, mm. So that's, that's the good news. It's not, um, we still have work to do, but that's, we've really made progress on that. The think, bad uh, news, go ahead. Do you, sorry, do you think uh, this will continue or do you think it's something that will go to the wayside once the pandemic over? I think it's going to continue in some form. I think they're going to try to, um, you know, it might not be exactly the same as what was in the uh, emergency order, but they certainly see the value of it. Um, uh, as I do, because um, as far as the um, in-home care, I know that that's a problem because we've got very limited staff because they're afraid of coming in when they have COVID or getting me sick with COVID. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, what what do you what is your uh, view on how you think we can uh, do better do better as far as retaining and uh, getting more people you know kids you know can feel like this so we don't have to worry about going into a nursing home to short term. Oh, yes. And Brian, I think that you say it really well, that the worry is that the, the only alternative, if we don't solve this problem, is people who live as independently as you do, having, um, being faced with having to go into a nursing home, which is, which is really unacceptable. Well, so, I, I had to go, go into the nursing home over, um, Labor Day weekend because I was so short staffed that uh, we were able, we weren't able to cover it. So luckily it was a short term uh, solution, but believe me, I didn't want to do it. 
Yes, and that and it shows how very real it is. It's not speaking in hyperbole at all. This is a real thing. And you know, here we're doing just the, we've been working to do just the opposite. So I will tell you, Brian, that um, when it comes to workforce, there's not one employer, one industry, one sector that doesn't say that workforce is the number one issue that they're having every single place. But it can't, it, the problem is the largest when it comes to any of what I call the caring, um, you know, the caring workforce, right? So when you're talking about childcare, you're talking about elder care, you're talking about people with disabilities who need care. PCAs, LPNs, um, all of it. There's a huge issue. And, and why, to, why is it particularly a challenge there? Because we do not pay people um, a professional wage to be able to do this work. And why is that, Brian? Because these industries, these caring industries, are traditional women's work. And we do not, when we do, we haven't paid women, right, for centuries, right? This was always unpaid work that women did. And so until we start to understand that we cannot have an economy at all unless we are willing to pay the caring economy, then we're going to be stuck in this place where we don't have the workforce. I ask you a question, considered medical providers? I do not know if they're considered medical providers. That's a good question. Because if they're considered medical providers, um, they should come under the, uh, it should be a medical necessity that mm -hmm. they have to be, we, we need GPA so that should be a priority for getting um, contained in emergency situations. Mm. Now, Brian, let me ask a question. Do you happen to know what the comparison of what it costs for you to have people to come into your home, for example, over Labor Day weekend, compared to what it costs for you to be put in a be in a, the nursing home over Labor Day weekend. One thing I do, do know, I pay we we pay upwards of fifteen, sixteen, a little over sixteen dollars an hour, and I I wound up uh to 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 two hundred. And thirty-three dollars for the weekend. Two thirty-three for the weekend. Um, for the for four the days. nurse. Four days. Four days in the nursing home. Yeah. Okay. And how many hours a day do you have of care? Eighteen. Okay. Interesting. Um. So it's it's just really problematic that we yeah. um, we don't have um, the people to do this um, and that you know again one of the reasons I, I believe we don't have more PCAs and LPNs and, and nurses and all the other workers is because we haven't solved the child care issue and yeah. so people who might otherwise have these jobs 
their childcare is so turned upside down because of the pandemic that they they don't find that they can work. So but I know this is not supposed to be done, and believe me, we we don't have to do it quite often. But I know of cases where if the clients don't allow their kids to come to work, allow them to see the kids to come to work, they don't get care because they uh, don't receive the they can't provide the babysitting, so we can't get the services because they don't want babysitting. Right. Unless we allow them to come to work with the individual. Right. Isn't that a complicated issue, right? This complicated. So it's, it's, it's me having to take care of the kids and mm -hmm. Me having to take care of the PCA taking care of me. Yeah, my goodness. It's a lot, Brian. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um what a what a change a year, man. Yes. Remember remember last year when we did the uh, uh a couple of years ago when we did the uh the sidewalk thing? That's right, right? <laughs> We gotta do that again. I think we do need to do it again, but it's interesting because priorities change so much. Everything went into crisis mode, right? And you know, we talked about transportation. Um, you mentioned transportation before. I would say that that is an issue. Like telehealth got better, but transportation I think has gotten worse, right? And yeah. one, one of the reasons for that is the workforce. For example, the BRTA has has a, a real workforce issue and have had to reduce routes because of it. Um, and stop doing Sundays. And stop yeah. doing Sundays because they don't have enough drivers to mm -hmm. do Sundays. Therefore, I haven't been to church in over two years. Not terrible. Because of this. Right, right. That's just not okay, right? What, it's, what do you, what do we plan on? Can you think of that we can do to kind of correct that problem? Well, I think we have to address the child care issue. I think it really is a significant issue. I think we need to um, raise wages. Um, I think it has to pay to work. And right now, people are saying it's it doesn't pay to work because I need to um, you know, take care of my kids. The other thing is that there were many, many people who were working multiple jobs before the pandemic just to make ends meet, right? And now they're saying, you know what? It's, I, I can't do multiple jobs anymore because I have to take care of my family. I'm choosing to say my you know, time with my family is more important than, than working multiple jobs. What do you think I can do? And wheeling the pathway and I'll do the PBR and I'll just look at any television can do to facilitate the action. I think, you know, what you do so well, Brian, and that is to lift up the voices, to tell your stories and, 
and have opportunities for other people to tell their stories so that people understand the impacts of workforce shortage. Um, and that, you know, people, you know, these are everyday people who are, who continue to suffer. There's so many people who continue to just live their lives regularly, but this has impacted a lot of individuals. Uh, one thing I did want to ask you before we get too far is to pick up to ask you if you mind doing this like every three months or every, uh, every, at least once a year to kind of give us an update on what's going on on your end of the, on the governmental end of the state. Uh, uh, can you, can you commit to that? Or, uh... I would absolutely love to commit to that. All we got to do is get it in the schedule, Brian, and we can make this happen, okay? Okay. Okay, you work with Lisa and Maddie, and you uh, we get it on the schedule. And to be honest, by doing it remotely like this, it gives a lot more flexibility of when I can do it. And so it's it's not that hard to get it into the schedule. Oh, because I can either do it from... I can either do it from home or in the studio. Yeah. It just happened to be that I was home today. Yeah. I couldn't do it from home. Yeah, it's it's great to have this level of flexibility, isn't it? That's I really, good. that's the thing is PCTV and WTBR, they've been so wonderful in being able to um, help us stay in good communication. Yeah, so if there's anything you need, for me, is a willing to pathway the life of me personally. Please let me know. Well, that's great. We'll Listen, Brian, I'd like to bring up one more issue with you because I think all your listeners would be interested in this. Okay. Is that um, if do we have a few minutes to do that? Yeah. Yes, we do. So, in the next week, it, maybe as early as in the next week, certainly in the next couple of weeks. Um, some big announcements are going to be made about redistricting, okay? And the redistricting happens every 10 years. All last year, you heard over and over again about the census, right? We got to make sure everybody's yeah. counted. So that happens on the year ending in zero, right? So the following year, the year ending in one, which is right now, um, we have to draw new districts. So we draw new districts for the congressional districts, Right, so Congressman Neal is our, you know, is our member of Congress, and we draw new districts for the state Senate, and we draw new districts for the state House. So that's my job to be in the state House, right? Yeah. And so those districts have to be redrawn every ten years to reflect the new census, right? Yeah. So um, what happens is in Massachusetts, we. Um, we have 160 members of the House of Representatives, okay? And um, then you take the total population of Massachusetts and you divide it by 160, and that's how many people have to be in your House district, okay? The population of, of Massachusetts grew. We have more people living in Massachusetts than we did 10 years ago. The population of Pittsfield got smaller than 10 years ago, not by too much, but enough. And so the house districts have to be bigger than they were 10 years ago and Pittsfield shrunk by a little bit. 
So the good news is um, you'll be seeing me representing all of Pittsfield. That's what we expect to come out on the maps. Right now I represent almost all of Pittsfield. But something is gonna happen that might make people a little bit worried. And that is right now we have four state representatives in, um, in the Berkshires and we're going to have three. Um, and before we had, it was, it was called four Berkshire reps, but it was really kind of three and a half because one represented half of Franklin and half of Berkshire, Berkshire County. And so now we're going to go have three solid Berkshire reps. So, you know, this is, this is a consequence of losing population. Yeah, but I can see population going back up in the future because People are leaving big, big cities because jobs are, jobs are leaving big cities and going to, going to smaller areas because they want more community jobs. So I can see it changing. I can see it changing too. And I wish we took the census in 2021 instead of 2020. I think we would have had a dis different result. <laughs> I think with, with the fact that uh, business is here in Pittsfield and surrounding areas are so big into doing things remotely, I think it's going to make a big difference. I do too, and that's why it's important for us to do two things. We need to invest heavily in broadband to make sure all over the Berkshires people have access to broadband, not only the technology, but the affordability of broadband so that we can do more things like this. And so people can say, well, I work for a company in Boston, but really I'm working out of Pittsfield and a couple of times a month, I might have to go into Boston. And to going into Boston, they should be able to take the train, right? Yeah. They should be able to take a train to Boston and come back <laughs> in the same day, right? Now, right now the train only goes three times a week. It went from a daily schedule to three times a week. So remember I said transportation got worse in the pandemic. That's one of the ways it got worse. This so This reminds me of a story when you and I were talking about taking a train to go down the stairs. That's right. Not me having to stay overnight because the train doesn't come back. On the same day, right? Same day. That's right. Um, um, so I hope that, um, I hope that we can see what's happened in the pandemic and make the appropriate investments to make the changes. I, like I said, if you ever need anything, uh, drop an email once a week or drop an email a couple times a month, mm -hmm. let me know what's going on. Well, thank you, Brian. You're always so accommodating. It's nice to have you as as a strong community partner. So I can update my listeners and mm -hmm. so we can figure out what we need to do to help you the most. Thank you, Brian. And you'll be sure to be in touch with Lisa and Maddie, and we'll get something on the schedule on a regular basis. I think yeah. that four times a year schedule could work out really nicely. Because because I think I think. With you and I partnering, with you and I partnership, I think we'll be all we'll do well because we just gotta stay in communication. So I know what's going on, and 
you know what's going on, so you can jump in when I need you to, or I can jump in when you need me to. That's a perfect idea. Thank you so much. Listen, it's been wonderful to see you again. And uh, like I said, we're going to have to do this again in the studio next time, maybe. But uh, I look forward to it. I thank you so much. It's been great seeing you. Thanks. Thank you, Brian. This has been Brian Patrick speaking with Trisha Polly Bouvier. Uh, have a good, good rest of your day, Trish. Thank you, Brian. Let's be in touch again soon, okay? Hello. I'm gonna hop. I gotta hop over to formal session right now, okay? Okay, thank you. Okay, bye now. You're listening to Wheeling the Pathways of Life on WTBRFM, Pittsfield Community Radio, and WRRS Pittsfield, Berkshire Talking Chronicle. Support for WTBR comes from Project New Hope's Westfield office 2nd Annual Veterans Stuff the Van Thanksgiving Food Drive. You can drop food items or $15 grocery store gift cards at PCTV for Federico Drive in Pittsfield by November 5th. For full details, visit projectnewhopema.org. UCP of Western Massachusetts is hiring. If you'd like to help people with different abilities lead independent lives, apply at ucpwma.org jobs. We need direct support professionals and clinicians. Join the agency who's reimagining independence. And we're back. We're back, folks. Um... I'd like to thank Trisha Foley Bouvier for the uh, opportunity to do the interview with her. It was quite an interesting experience. And I will be doing it again. And we're going to try to do it every... We're going to try to do it four times a year. I uh, think that'll be great. To have, um, for, you know, that reoccurring slot. Yes. Um, it's going to be a little more work for you, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't mind it. It's not like, you know... It's not It's not too much. It's not impossible. It's totally no. doable. <sighs> I mean, and we already set up... Um, we already figured out how to set up, like, reoccurring Zoom meetings yes. so that's you know that's one step in the right direction um and just so you guys know i'm um i'm going to be once in a while i'm gonna decide to do the show from home uh, instead of coming in the studio once in a while especially especially when the weather's bad um, the only unfortunate part is Caitlin won't be doing the show from home. I well, won't be the only one. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I'm sure we can figure it out. It's just that, you know, with, um, with your computer microphone, it would be a little hard 
yeah. for them to hear me when I have to be yeah. so far out of the so far out of the frame to maintain my uh, my no video appearance rule. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just not comfortable with it. That's okay. <laughs> we'll figure it out. That's okay. We'll um, figure it out and we'll make it work. We always do. I have uh, I have other ways. Not to get you on camera. What are you gonna do? You gonna replace me? There was some hesitation there. <laughs> Ouch. I didn't realize I was that replaceable. No, you're not. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Galen can never be replaced. Well, I don't know about that, but we would like to not replace me. How about that? Right. Yeah, there we go. All right. Um, so, Galen, since you and I had some time to preview the interviews, um, it was right before it was edited and, uh, Changed. Mm -hmm. What, what portion of it spoke you the most? Uh, just the discussion on um, the care industry, and um, how things need to be, you know, how things need to be improved on, and that, and that aspect. So, that um, the 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 latter portion of the interview really resonated with me that's because I'm in the care industry you know that's something that you know personally affects me um so were it's you something all, that I'm were you at all sorry it's okay go ahead I was just gonna say that's something that personally affects me so it's something that like you know I'm, I'm invested in um were you at all surprised about what I said about the family no 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 I don't think so Cause you're, you know, you're you're pretty open and you're pretty honest about most things. So I don't, I don't really feel like that surprised me. No, I mean as far as allowing staff to bring their family members or animals to work with them because sometimes caregiving, um, sometimes you can't find babysitters, so. Yeah, no, again, like, I don't, I don't think that really surprised me that that was your take on it. Um, you've been pretty, pretty, you're pretty open and honest about your opinions, Brian. Um, which is, a, which is a great quality. I wish more people were like that. So, no, I don't, I don't think it surprised me um, that that was your take. Sometimes I'm too honest. <laughs> eh, I don't know about that. Um. Like I said, but I wish I wish more people were more honest. If people people wanna get behind what she was talking about transportation and getting the train. I think that's a fantastic idea. Getting the train into Pittsfield. Yeah. Um I I think that's a I think that's a fantastic idea. We we could actually the whole show on just 
transportation again because we did one for UCP, but... Well, we have, um, we have an upcoming guest from the BRTA. Yeah, but I don't think that would be appropriate to bring the train in on that one, but... No, but, you know, we could... I'm just, I'm just saying we're on the topic no, of it. I'm just saying we could... Yeah. We could do, do a separate show on it. Do one in general. Absolutely. Um, and she loved the idea about the partnership. I know she was very enthusiastic about it. This, this show and um, what she does. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't thank uh, Matthew Tucker and the entire um, technical team here at Pittsburgh Committee Television for allowing me to, for setting up the uh, ability in the studio to do the, do the Zoom and the editing and the uh, putting it together for me. For making everything possible. Yeah. Very appreciative. Even though I drive man nuts sometimes. You drive everybody <laughs> nuts sometimes, Brian. We all do. But you keep saying, every time I say, I must be driving you nuts, you always say, nah, you, you're fine. Yeah. You know. It takes a lot to drive me nuts. I have like a, I'm I'm an endless well of patience. It's one of my finer qualities. I don't have many, but <laughs> that's that's one of the few. Um I could do them different, but ah! uh, No. No. So you uh, really felt like the um like the interview process at home went really well. Yeah. Right? And I, I, I'd have to agree. I think it went very smoothly because um, I wasn't in the room at all for the interview. And that wasn't that wasn't a problem. You didn't have to, you know, call for any assistance or anything like that. Um, I think the Zoom format was, was really good. Yeah. And... And that opens up some possibilities um, for future shows for you, doesn't it? Yeah. And like I said, the only difficult part would be dropping, I mean, having to not have you on the show, but... Uh, like I said, we can figure it out. We'll, we'll, that cross that, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I mean, for now... We just have a reoccurring meeting set up. That does give me um, the ability to do a live chat every once in a while from the... Uh, yeah, you can do live from home. Yeah. You can do live from home instead of, um, instead of pre-taping, which is exciting. Yes. It's exciting stuff. 
find it all so disappointing as well. Why? Because you owe me more, but, uh, that's... Yeah, but I'll still, I'll still, like, be there for support and stuff. Like, I still gotta set everything up and, like, sit in the other room to make sure you don't... You don't have any technical difficulties. And besides, I think the only issue right now is um, your microphone. And that's something that we could probably easily fix because um, you have uh, you have a, the mic on a little stand and it's possible to move it, remember? Because we've moved it around before. We, um... And we also have a... Uh Another microphone and I put against the wall in the dining room. Oh, yeah, you have that other microphone as well. If I could figure out how to plug that into the computer, then I yeah. probably need an adapter, but that's uh, I can something do that's a, easy. I can do a, I can do a stereo, the mono. Um, yeah, what you're getting at is that this is a very easy fix. It's not like you have to, um, it's not like you have to sacrifice anything yeah. to do the show from the comfort of your own home and live and yeah. you know going off of how well the the interview went it's it's a very real possibility for I you <laughs> and that's yeah. something you've been wanting to do for that's something you've been trying to figure out for a while right trying to figure out how how we can go live yes and I'm also and you don't know about this yet because I'm gonna have to talk to. I'm finding out about it in real time. That. But I'm thinking about reintroducing the Brian Cam. The Brian Cam? Yeah. What's the Brian Cam? You can't like just smirk at me like I'm gonna figure it out. What is it? One year. I wanted to tell our fans I um, did a show, did a, did a, um, did a, on the spot, put a camera on the chair, and ran with it for the entire afternoon. Oh, we've talked about doing this before, um, with, but not with like a, a, a an actual camera set up on you. We've talked about doing this with something like as small as um as your phone. Um when we first got your new phone. We talked about it with the phone. We talked about it with uh we talked about it with um getting uh, a recorder. Recorder. We talked about it with getting uh, a um GoPro. We can do it with any there there's like there's a bunch of options for us if you want to do that like go out and film on the fly as we go out and do stuff because i remember that was the whole draw of getting you well no not the whole draw but it was one of the draws of getting you um over to wtbr well over to wtbr but also when we first got you when you first got that new phone that was one of the reasons you wanted to do it because you could video on it better yeah. and you wanted to be able to take it out and um, video things as we were, you know, walking and around. And actually, wiring, wiring wouldn't be that hard because I got the battery packs. That's a 
sick of the train. Uh, exactly. Yeah, you've got the portable batteries. Um, so we can wire that into the uh, USB. Um, anyway, folks, um, we got a lot of things coming. Is there anything else you wanted to um you wanted to circle back to that um you and and Trisha spoke about anything you'd like to elaborate on or anything that you'd really like to highlight? Um, what I what I wanted to highlight is, and this is one of the reasons why I did the interview, is like I said, we're, we're going to extensively collaborate. Um, so any messages or anything for Trish or anything for the disabled, um, she wants me to kind of be a liaison to her, um, not that, uh, the general public doesn't have a voice, but if you guys don't want to necessarily call her, I can call her on your behalf and express anything you guys want me to express, um, Although I'm strong proponent and everybody using their voice, but uh, there's some people that just don't know how to do it or just don't want to do it. And uh, that's fine too. Um, I don't think. Uh, I, I think having a liaison is better in cases like. Uh, um, state representatives because there's one person calling instead of 50 million people calling for the same thing, but uh, that's just me. Mm. But, um, but one thing we are going to do is continue to do that uh, every uh, I mean, four times a year, anyway. So, and I should take this opportunity to invite uh, any other representative that wants to come on and discuss what they they're doing. And now that we know that the Zoom interviews are totally doable and. Um, they went off without a hitch. Um, it's possible to do, you know, more of those uh, so that the anybody... The next thing I want to do is do one while we're sitting here. Oh, you want to do a Zoom meeting from the studio? Yes. That would be pretty great. And again, you know, the the folks here at WTBR already know how to do that so i'm sure it would go just as smoothly as the last one did if not yeah. smoother there will probably be no delays like uh the first time we tried to do the zoom interview but <laughs> we know how to do them now so anybody that you know can't make it in in person or is worried about coming in in person we can do the zoom the zoom interviews um and not that i like to do things actually i do but uh, my 
competition doesn't. Um, I like to do it whenever, but uh, my co-producer likes to put a week in between. But if we do Zoom, it can be easily put in the schedule. Like Fish said, it's easier for her to do a Zoom than commit to coming in to the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Now that we have the Zoom capabilities, anybody who, you know, can't necessarily physically come in does still have the opportunity to, um, you know, make a guest appearance on the show. And with the adaptation of what you did on the desktop, for me yesterday, I think I can actually get it launched myself. Well, you can get it launched yourself. Remember, I left you. Um, I left you all the instructions. No, you need. no, only putting it on the desktop and getting it launched. And as long as Matt's turned on, I think uh, I can just launch it as normal and. I have complete faith in your yeah. I have complete faith in your ability to do that. I think you're more than capable of taking care of it. Yeah. Yeah. Not today. uh, today. There's been a lot of talks of like replacing me or phasing me out and not needing me on this. Is there something you'd like to tell me, Brian? No. 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 Okay. Just checking. What? You know me better than I know. I'm just messing with you. I would tell you. Yeah, you would. You would be pretty. You would tell me straight out. It goes back to that whole. Um, you're very open and honest about your opinions. Yeah. Yeah. There's one thing I would like to address. Yes. And I know. I know, Caitlin. You were joking about it. What? But I don't want people to think. That I don't trust you. I do trust you. It's just... It's part of me being a manager. It's part of me being... A... Producer. I kind of just have to... Double check everything. Make sure everything's working. Yeah. So don't think I don't... I know you... I know you trust me. But you know, it's, it's your life. And it's your show. That's like, you know, a big part of your life. And so, you know, you trust me, but you still you still want to know what's going on. You still want to know that you're in control and that you know what decisions are being made and um, that they line up with how you want things to go. And I completely get that, which is why, you know, I'm, I'm only joking about it. No, but I just don't want people to think when you joke about it um, because you do it quite often, but... It's not a big deal, but I was just clarifying with people that it's not, uh, that I don't trust her. It's just, it goes back to the painting thing where, mm-hmm. um, ultimately if something goes wrong, it's on me. It's not, you know, um, just like the interview. Uh, the first time when we tried to do it, uh, Galen said she should be there, but it's like, no, I screwed up, so 
you know, we just rescheduled it and we did it again. So it's mm-hmm. not like it's a big deal. And that's beauty of taping. Mm-hmm. Um, anything on your mind? No, I think we just about covered everything. Uh, Kenan. Yes. Have you called Kristen? Shoot, no, I should do that today. I'll do that today when we finish up. We've been very busy, Brian. I've been very busy. Okay. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yes, I know I have to call Kristen. Okay. I know. Uh, or text her. Yeah, I could do that too. Um, I'll do that today. But anyway, um, we're talking about redoing the opening of the show and everything. So, um. Mm-hmm. We got another guest next week. Yes. And we got, uh, Kristen. Actually. Actually. She's going to be here on the 26th. So. Yes, Kristen will be here in two weeks. Yeah. <clears throat> if you had a character, you, we could. We're not going out to the twenty. I believe I said the twenty nine, twenty ninth, right? The twenty ninth, yeah. The twenty ninth for what? The shooting for the. Uh, yes. Yes. So, actually, if you forget to do it, we can actually. Ask her about it on the 26th. We, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna text her well before that, uh, because it would be, it would be a lot to spring on a person three days before we were supposed to do it, you know? That would just be a lot for her, and she's a very busy woman, and I don't want to exactly yeah. drop something in her lap and be like, <laughs> okay, let's make it happen. That would, I'd feel pretty, I'd feel pretty bad about that. So I hmm. will do my part. And I will reach out to her so that everything will go smoothly. And I will also... You know, know I'm picking on you. What else is new? Don't come. Give me a hard time. Do I look like like I'm upset, Brian? I'm like over here giggling. It's okay. Okay. Um, Um... Yes, I will take care of everything, and okay. I will also confirm with her her, her guest appearance um, as well, so that everything uh, will be in place. Because they're talking to me. Some people tell me it's the 21st. Some people tell me it's the 26th. There's no way it's the 21st. I have it in, we have it in writing. We have yeah. it in writing. Don't worry. So, um, folks, um, what I want, what I want to... Camp out on for a couple minutes. It seems weird. I'm in a shorter show because of a interview, but mm-hmm. uh, actually, it's longer. It's a long show, but it's actually a short show for my portion. Um, it is the fact that um, 
um, like I always say, this show is for you. And, uh, you know, um, even, even if people don't have a verbal voice, that, I mean, that may not make sense to you, but let me go back and say that again. Even though people don't have a verbal voice, um, they can express themselves physically or um, in some way make their needs met, make their needs known. So if they want, if they need something, give them the opportunity to make themselves um, express themselves in a way that they can. And I, I'm a strong proponent of this as far as don't, um, don't walk up to somebody if they're trying to understand a person right away and just automatically translate what you're saying. Let them try and work it out on their own. It's kind of like what, what I'm doing with Caitlin. She's not always going to be able to be there, but I'll be able to run the show without her. Um, so that's kind of what the you know, what the, um, what, what I'm trying to say. And again, not that I'm trying to get rid of Caitlin, but she is a, uh, she is a strong piece of the show. I keep joking with her that she's the heart of the show, but she keeps saying it's, it's me that's the heart of the show, but uh, she keeps the heartbeat going over there. Hmm. Well, thank you, Brian. I appreciate that. Um, so, Caitlin, um, did you actually think you'd make it a year with me? Yeah, I did. What did you think? I was just going to, like, give up, like, halfway through or something? After, I mean, the first month was, the first month was interesting. I would say bad, but, you know, it was interesting. We had to get to know each other, and you, um, you had to decide whether or not you wanted me to be your staff and continue to be your staff. But, I mean, after the first month, um... I think things, you know, were good. Yes. And I had every intention of, you know, continuing to work with you. What, does that answer surprise I'm you? I'm not, uh, guys, I joke around, but seriously, I don't think people realize I'm Demanding what I have to be, but I'm easygoing when I can be because there's things that 
I want that I need to do as soon as I can. And I've been trying to do this show for uh, get over to PCT and um, WTBR for a long time and we uh, finally made the transition and with the help of Caitlin that was possible so I really appreciate uh, WTBR and PCT and again I really appreciate everything you do Caitlin Well, thanks, Brian. It means a lot. Um. So anyway, folks, how are we doing on time, Kayla? Uh, that just about brings us to the show's conclusion, actually. Okay. Any final um, thoughts? In regards to the contact information. You want to take that, Caitlin? Uh, we can be reached by email at wheelingthepathways at gmail.com. Feel free to email us any questions or suggestions that you might have. Uh, we check that as frequently as we can. Um, and you can also call if you'd like to reach out or to us or text. Text. At 413-281-5284. Again, that's 413-281-5284. If you have any questions, suggestions, anything you'd like to hear about on the show, we are very open to all of that. So please reach out to us. And have a good day, folks. And we'll see we'll you next week. See you next week. Thank you for joining us for Wheeling the Pathways of Life, a production of 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, and 104.3 WRRS Pittsfield, Berkshire Talking Chronicle, with your host, Brian Fitzpatrick, and co-host, Caitlin Fitzgerald. May you and yours have a beautiful day, and we'll see you again next week. Since you found each other, I've been so confused Cause I believe there's one soul on this earth That was meant for mine I was sent here to find What if it's you